Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome into the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. We will be highlighting the best time of the year, the bowl season, by taking the most detailed look you could find anywhere. I'm Zach Blackerbeam with the Locked On Podcast Network, and I will guide you through hearing detailed analysis from experts with our friends at BetQL and Odyssey, as well as local hosts that cover these teams every single day. We've already taken you through detailed looks at the Sugar Bowl, as well as the Rose and Fiesta Bowls, and we will also take you through those semifinal games later this week. But today we are zooming in on the Peach Bowl, a battle between the Michigan State Spartans and the Pitt Panthers. For our first look at this game, let's go to Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins of Odyssey's The Daily Tip Podcast. Zach, thanks very much. Let's talk about the Peach Bowl. It is number 10 Michigan State versus number 12 Pitt. You've got Michigan State at minus 135 on the money line. Pitt at plus 115. And the Spartans laying two and a half points with the total set at 56. And Chelsea, when you think about this game, the big factors are the guys who will not play. You've got no Kenny Pickett for Pitt and no Kenneth Walker the third for Michigan State. Does that influence your bet? I would think that it has to. Uh, right, because now I don't know which side to pick. Because originally I thought, oh, Kenny Pickett is opting out for Pitt and nobody has been really a bigger part of their offense than Kenny Pickett. But, oh, by the way, uh, Kenneth Walker the third has also been extremely good in the running back position for Michigan State and a big part of their offense. And we've seen this line swing. It went from Pitt favored by four to Michigan State, now two-and-a-half-point favorite. So maybe you follow the line movement there. And this one's difficult because usually you just say, which team is more motivated? And when a team's starting quarterback opts out, you would think that that team's not going to be very motivated. Uh, So it's going to be Nick Patty for uh, Pitt Panthers. He has been a longtime backup uh, to Kenny Pickett. Over his career, he has three touchdowns, one interception. So not a whole lot to draw from, but he does have some experience. Yeah, that does help somewhat. I will say both of these teams are great against the number. Pitt is 10-3 and against the spread this year. That is the second best in college football, only behind Michigan. Then you've got Michigan State, which we know because we bet the Spartans a lot this season. They're 8-3-1 and against the number. I'm not crazy about going with a backup quarterback. However, I will say as well, Michigan State's defense, their pass defense in particular, is the absolute worst in college football. So with the extra time to prepare, that should really help Pitt in this instance to go against a secondary that just hasn't gotten it done this season. Right, but then you see the line movement, and this makes me nervous because yeah. in some of these bowl games that we've seen, some of these line movements has been have been extremely telling. Uh, we saw it in the Quick Lane Bowl, uh, Nevada and Western Michigan. That line had a huge flip, and it ended up being the right play. So I am very tempted just to follow the money here and look at Michigan State. I think for me, I'm going to have a no play here. And as much as I love to bet on bowl games, whenever you take out two marquee players like this, and especially with the line movement, yeah, if you're going to bet a side, I guess Michigan State is that side based on following the money. 
But ultimately for me, this is a stay where there's a lot of other bowl action that I'm more intrigued by than one where I just can't get a feel for it. Yeah, and neither team clearly wants to be there 100%, so you're probably right. Well, for more, subscribe and follow The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern. It's all on BetQL, your home for wagertainment. Zach, we'll send it back to you. Looking at this Peach Bowl matchup from an NFL draft perspective is a fun one. And Ryan Tracy, host of Locked On NFL Draft, talks about the two biggest prospects that are sitting this one out, as well as another key matchup to look at. This Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl against what really ought to be a fanfare for Michigan State and Pittsburgh going against each other comes down to really just one matchup. The offensive explosiveness for one quarterback and one running back. The focuses of their offenses, respectively, And that comes down to Kenneth Walker on the Michigan State side, an explosive, very powerful, and I think somewhat more elusive than he gets credit for running back that has the big break ability. He is currently number two on my draft rankings at his position and is one that I think especially is able to exploit weaker fronts that I think will allow him to be right up there with his rival here in this game in Kenny Pickett, who right now is the number one quarterback on our uh, consensus board over at Lockdown NFL Draft. Pickett obviously has had a longer career, has made a name for himself, is right in the running to be QB1 in this draft class. Should he be? Is this draft class strong enough to really promote someone? This game might really make the determination about how well can he play, what can he project to at the next level, This is going to be the marquee matchup on either side. Now, in terms of actually playing against each other, the big one to watch is going to be wide receiver Jaden Reed going up against uh, Damari Mathis, the corner. And when it comes down to this, it's leading receiver against leading cornerback, and it is the one thing X's and O's on the field that you're going to be able to take away from. It's going to be, I think, back and forth as this game goes on. I'll give a slight edge at the end of the day to number one, for uh, the Spartans, give Reed, I think, what is going to be a good day out for him. And again, another chance to help make a mark for that offense. This is going to leave a lot to be seen. I'm looking forward to this. Well, it kind of gets the ball rolling on the bowl season. There are a lot of matchups more to come, but that's a quick look at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. More of the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview is next. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's hear from some of our local experts, Matt Sheehan, the host of Locked On Spartans, and Nick Farabaugh, the host of Locked On Pitt. Yes, of course, Kenneth Walker's out for Michigan State. Yes, of course, Kenny Pickett's out for Pitt. But you don't have the season that these two teams had without doing more than one thing well. So, yes, despite your Heisman finalist is not going to be playing in the Peach Bowl. What else does Pitt do well that should have us Michigan State fans losing sleep until December 30th? 
Well, Kenny Pickett did it with a really good array of weapons, and I think that's the thing that should really scare Michigan State fans. Obviously, Jordan Addison needs no introduction. He's the Blitnikoff Award winner, um, so he's great. And it wasn't just Pickett. You know, he was wide open all the time. He was elite this year. But outside of him, people don't give enough love to the running backs. They have a real good trio of backs with Abani Kanda, Hammond, and Davis. All three of them get di- different types of tread depending on who's the hot hand and it's been the hot they they have been the hot hand in different points of the year. Recently that's been Davis more so than Abani Canada came on against Wake late and Hammond's been it before and they're a really good trio backs. They also have a few other receivers. Jared Wayne is coming on. I think they might get Taysier Mack back for this game, which would be huge. He hasn't played since October. So if he comes back, they'll have their deep threat back. Um so that'll be big for Pitt if they can get him back. They also have a, a duo of tight ends in Lucas Kroll and Gavin Bartholomew. Plus, their uh, their offensive line is really good. So the off- so really the offense is just missing Pickett, which is obviously huge, but it's still a good sure. offense. Um, and then you look at the defense. The defense recently, they stopped the run very well. Obviously, that's kind of in their calling card. But also recently, they forced a ton of turnovers. They put Sam Hartman in an absolute nightmare scenario for him. So – Pitt's defense, it's prone to big plays. It's prone to giving up big plays, but they're also very opportunistic, and they can do the same thing back to you. So it depends. They're very streaky. So when they're on, they're on. When they're off, boy, they are Swiss cheese. So even without Kenny Pickett, even without your offensive coordinator, and I apologize, I'm blanking on his, uh, Mark Whipple, I, I believe. Uh, still, I, I can hear some confidence in your voice. So like, I just how are you feeling? How are Pitt fans as a whole feeling for this game? Uh, pretty confident? Well, I think it's a little, you know, everyone wanted to see Pickett back for one more game, but mm-hmm. I think people understand, like, okay, it makes sense. He's going to be a first-round draft pick, like, whatever. It's okay. But I think there's some excitement because they people know Pitt has a good team outside of Kenny Pickett. Like, without Kenny Pickett, they wouldn't have been where they are, but this is still a really solid team, like, overall. Mm-hmm. They built a deep team. They built a team that's improved over the year on both sides of the ball outside of just Pickett. Because early on in the year, it was really just Kenny Pickett kind of dragging him through the water, essentially, until the whole team started to hit their stride. And then the defenses started to hit their stride a little bit lately, too. And Pitt's become a bit of a better, well-rounded team. So there's that reason why I think everyone's excited. But also, I think everyone's excited to see Nick Patty, who's the backup quarterback. He's showcased some real good flashes over these few games. You know, especially in the spring game last year when he came out, he was phenomenal in that game. And there's a lot of talent there with Nick Patty. He's got a real good arm. He's mobile. So he's a guy that you look at and you're like, he's intriguing. And and especially against Michigan State's pass defense, I think it's very interesting to see how he can do with these assortment of weapons. Because, again, Pitt's going to need a new quarterback next year. So you also get a little bit of preview for 2022. So it's exciting, honestly, to see that. But it's also it's a well-rounded team. And Michigan State, while they're good, they don't appeal. They don't appear to be over, you know, compensating in every area that Pitt can't overcome. That. And I'm going to put you on the spot here because this is going to be a tough question to answer. As Pitt has a great offense, they've scored about 900 points per game. And you know, obviously, outside of the backup quarterback, are there any? holes in the offense that you're even a little concerned about or is it just a, a well-running machine completely on offense like what what can Michigan State fans have some hope with when the Spartans are on defense well outside of the obvious yeah as, as you said you the quarterback if the quarterback just completely flukes the whole thing that's sure. obviously the one but also Pitt is missing their starting right guard and they will okay. be. um Jake Cradle who was probably their best lineman broke his leg unfortunately against 
uh, North Carolina. He will not return for this game, so he will be out for the year. Teams have been able to sometimes overload that right side, get a little bit of pressure off that right side, and, and get Pickett in his in his field a little bit, like seeing ghosts at times. And and when Pickett has had his down stretches, that's when that's what's happened. The right side has has had a little bit of trouble. But Pitt has experimented recently with some of their kind of different linemen abilities. Also, I will say this: the center position is a question mark. Owen Drexel, the starting center, has had snapping issues all year, where he's just killed drives by over by over snapping picket we don't know if he's going to start it could be Blake Zubovich and that's actually what happened Drexler got pulled in the middle of the Wake Forest game Zubovich came in and Pitt's offense all of a sudden once Drexler went out hit like that and it was it was simple um so we'll see the offensive line and in kind of the moving pieces I guess will be the one thing but so far no team has been able to exploit that to a degree that has made Pitt completely fall apart and even when they're even when Pickett feels off, the running game has been able to pick him up enough to where Pitt can get a first down or two, and then Pickett can get going. We'll see if that's the same thing with Patty, if he can get going. Um, but Patty has been under pressure a few times this year when he's been in there. He's made a few very smart, heady plays, so he doesn't seem like a guy that cracks under pressure just right when it's in his face. So I think that's a really positive sign for Pitt. Gotcha. Before we flip the tables here and you ask me about Michigan State, uh, of course, got to ask about one of the main storylines here. I don't know if you've heard it 687 times like we have over here, but hey, your head coach, Pat Narduzzi, used to be a defensive coordinator at Michigan State. Oh my, how fun's that? I'm already sick of the storyline. Uh, Pat's a great guy. Love him as a coach here, but how, how, how do you like him as a coach? Obviously, it might be a little hard to say anything bad about him after New Year's Six Bowl bid, but as a whole, how do you like his tenure so far? You know, it's been a tenure that's been marred by mediocrity at first because listen coming into the year people were talking about this guy maybe having this was his like last audition like he could have been fired and obviously he rose to the occasion this year in pretty much every respect of the word but Narduzzi is a guy that has brought stability to the program he's he has a defense that while the court you you Michigan State fans know this how how annoying it could be when you go up against a really good quarterback in the Pat Narduzzi defense sometimes you get absolutely shredded against them but it's also He's also brought a, a, a fabric of stability that has given Pitt bumps in recruiting classes. Pitt has way more talent than they've had in Lord knows how long. He's a great developer of talent. His entire staff has developed NFL players like it's nothing. They just pop them out of the factory. For, for a school like Pitt that has not been you know, to an ACC championship in New York Six Bowl, they have an absurd amount of NFL players, and, and that's mostly credit to Narduzzi. And so I like what Pat Narduzzi's done. I, I think he's a good coach. He has his faults. He's a terrible in-game manager, but <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he has his faults, certainly. He's not perfect, but I think when you look at the the kind of the culture he's built and everything that, that happens here at Pitt, I think he's done more than a satisfactory job. And I, I like him as our coach. I, I do. And yeah. he deserves an extension. He'll get it. Yeah, we'll take that. All right, sweet. Well, do you want to know about Michigan State at all? or? Uh... Yeah, Thoughts. I do. Okay, I guess. All right, fine. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about Michigan State a little bit, but I know yeah, Pitt sure. fans, the biggest thing coming into the game was, look at our rush defense. We could stop Kenneth Walker. Okay, Kenneth Walker's not there anymore. Yeah. Peyton Thorne is obviously going to be the highlight of this game now on Michigan State offense. How much do you think – you know the Narduzzi defense – how much do you think Peyton Thorne and his assortment of weapons can attack that Narduzzi defense? And do you think it's possible that they can gun enough to where maybe Thorne, Thorne in recent weeks has kind of been prone to, to picks and, and some turnovers? So is it possible that they can they can outgun Pitt even if they don't get Naylor back? 
that's the thing. It's like, on, on one hand, sure, on the surface, yes. Like, Payton Thorne, I, I think he's a fine quarterback. I think he does a solid job. And you'll learn this roughly 17 times during the game, but him and his top target, Jaden Reed, they're old high school teammates. Uh, so not only do they have just good talent in Jaden Reed and Payton Thorne, but also great chemistry. I've seen the memes, it depends on what NFL or college team you root for, but it's like the, ah, screw it, blank is open down there somewhere, and they just huck the ball. That, that's been Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed all season. Like, eh, whatever in doubt, just throw it anywhere within the vicinity of Jaden Reed. And, okay, hey, that actually worked out. So, if you can tie Jalen Naylor in with him, which it's on the fence if he'll play or not. But if he can, uh, obviously, awesome. That's great. Uh, they don't call him Speedy Naylor for nothing. He's a fast kid. Like, that's all great on the surface. But there's the other hand. It's, yeah, Kenneth Walker missing the game. That hurts because there is a steep drop-off behind Kenneth Walker. And that's not to say, like, our running backs are terrible. I just think Kenneth Walker was that elite. Like our offensive line, they're fine. They're okay. But there were times this season where there was no hole to be seen. And Kenneth Walker, oh, there he goes for 15 yards. Or, oh, yep, another 18-yard gain. Like none of the other running backs have that ability to just create their own holes or juke within their jukes to get uh, off a big run. So taking away that run game, especially, like you said, against Pitt's top running defense, mm, yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, that that's going to be a tough, tough thing to wrap my head around. But yeah, that's just a long way of saying that. Yeah, hey, we got talent in wide receiver. Our quarterback's fine, but ugh, running game. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's kind of Pitt's reaction too. You got talent, but the quarterback, right? It's like yeah, it's a lot of pressure put on him. Yeah, it's like everything could just fall apart. And so I don't know. I I, I I'm very intrigued about this matchup. At least Kenneth Walker list, Michigan State, Kenneth, Kenny Picky list, Ken, Kenneth Pickett list. Pitt is a very interesting matchup, but also the defense of Michigan State. I've talked about it a ton. The the passing game, the passing defense just is flat out awful. I mean, horrible. First of all, <laughs> what's gone into that? Is it injuries? Is it just downright no talent? Is it downright coaching? Is this has this been such a disaster that it seems like anyone and everyone that comes into East Lansing when they go on the road can just dice it up with it doesn't matter how good they are. It's just it always is a problem. Yeah, no, it's it's bang up right there. And when it gets that bad, and we're talking like ranked dead last in the nation amongst some like uh, some passing statistics, like it's it's never just one thing, right? It's never just injuries. It's never just talent. It's never just coaching. Like all of that has a slice of the pie here in in the blame pie. Like yes, Michigan State has dealt with injury issues. Okay, it still was kind of shaky before those injury issues even shook out, though. Yes, we've gotten some transfers in the portal that we thought were going to do a little better. Oh my goodness gracious, has not gone that way. And then coaching, it's like it's like not a, a lot of adjustments have been being made here. And it's like, well, good coaching should at least be able to do perhaps something to not have you ranked at last in a lot of categories here. So it's it. I'm sorry. Once again, it's just a long way of saying that it's all jacked up, man. It, it, none of it is good. So yeah, of course, you know, we're sitting around after uh, the conference championships to see where these guys are going to be playing. It's like, I don't want to see Pitt. I don't want to see Kenny Pickett. I don't want to see a guy throw for a thousand yards in a single game against Michigan state. Please just give us Notre Dame or Oklahoma state. And now here come the Pitt Panthers. So, but Hey, just like you said, you don't have to be a great team to carve up Michigan state. So it doesn't matter in the end anyway, probably not. But I, I will say, our running defense is pretty solid, though. I do feel pretty solid when uh, the, the ball's handed off. I almost feel like thanking the other team, like, thank you for wasting your time. You could have gotten 18 yards here on a curl route, no questions asked, but instead you decided to hand it off for a gain of two. So I'm fine with the run defense. It's just 
whenever a quarterback drops back to pass. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain Pitt's going to try and run the ball a little bit at least. I mean, they need to take some pressure off Patty. So could, could work out well or Pitt's, Pitt's offensive line could e- immediately dominate up front and then it could sure. go from bad to worse. So who knows? Um, yeah. But I guess there's, if there's one thing Michigan State fans look at Pitt and say, this is our thing we can have against them, even without Kenneth Walker. This is what we have against Pitt. This is what can give Pitt trouble, and this is why we can win this game. What would that be? Because looking on the surface, I mean, just looking at the surface stats, mm-hmm. everything seems to be like Pitt. Like, okay, Pitt is the passing game. Pitt is the weapon still. They have a real good run defense. It's really just Michigan State's passing offense. But what's that thing that you're going to lean on as, as a Michigan State fan to say, this is what we can do to Pitt, and this is what we can beat them with? Kenny Pickett's announcement helps, doesn't it? I mean, that's pretty nice. But even like, it's it's not even like within the game itself or position group versus position group, for me at least. I mean, I don't want to speak for every Michigan State fan. But any confidence that comes from me is the fact that, well, playing in the Big Ten East gets you pretty iron forged for uh, maybe a non-conference matchup, right? Like playing against Penn State, uh, beating Michigan, beating Miami, when they still had Derek King, that I, I'm still going to push that agenda that Miami was still – a decent team when Michigan State played them. I don't care if that's true or not. I just keep telling myself that, though. But Michigan State has had some tough games this year, right? And they've also been overachieving the entire season. They went into the year with the over-under total of four and a half wins. Here we are, 10-2. and two. So, like, can you keep on climbing up this ladder, keep on overachieving, keep on getting these surprise wins that Vegas doesn't even think you'll win? Who's to say they can't do it again? So, yeah, I, I think it's just being iron-forged the last few months of the season is, is kind of where confidence comes from my end. I mean, I know it's not analytical or anything. It's kind of intangible, but it's kind of where I sit on this. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like Pitt fans are kind of the same way where Pitt has not pitted anything uh, aside from Western Michigan. Sure. But, yeah. but you know, Pitt lost to Miami and, and people, I know a lot of Michigan state fans bring that up, but I mean, Pitt saw a very different Michigan Miami team than the one. Yeah. Michigan State saw they saw mm-hmm. Tyler Van Dyke and Jalen Knight and right. Charleston Rambo and they did not and certainly that's not the team Michigan State played at all and so no, of it's, it's, it's a very different team so I don't know we'll see what what that's all about but I do want to kind of I do want to put you on the spot a little bit uh here um you talked about Pat Narduzzi and his return what does it kind of mean mm-hmm. for Michigan State fans to see him you know in another uniform Coming back and, and the f- the fact that you have such familiarity with his defense, yeah. does that give you confidence or does that actually make you a little bit more scared because you're like, oh my goodness, his defense is the exact type of defense we did not want to see. That's a fascinating question. I hadn't really thought about that, but ever since he has left, pretty much the whole coaching staff has kind of changed, right? Like Mark D'Antonio's out the door, now it's the Mel Tucker era, of course. So I, I think that gives a different feel. If it was three years ago and, you know, Mark D'Antonio is going up against Pat Narduzzi, you know, like any other uh, mentor versus student game, like I think that'd be a lot more fascinating. But I I don't – God, I I haven't really thought about that. So I guess the answer is not. I haven't been losing much sleep on that. Other than the fact that, like, yeah, of course, we do think about the old good old days when he was at Michigan State and how mean and nasty those defenses were. So I'd be lying if I said that when I actually do think about it for more than five seconds. Like, uh uh-oh. I, I, I could be a mean defense coming our way, and he always has the defense playing up and mean and ready to be physical. So, yeah, it'll be, hey, listen, I, I think it'll be a good game. Now, will people watch with Pickett and Walker out? Outside of the Pitt and MSU fan bases, there might be 27 people total watching this game, right? But, hey, 
they'll be treated to a very competitive game, I think. So I, I, I think it'll be a, a fun evening, December 30th. Yeah, I agree with that. And before, before I, I show you the curtain call, I'll ask you one more question. Sure. Um, so overall, you don't have Kenneth Walker. You might not have Jalen mm-hmm. Naylor. If you yeah. don't have those two guys, without Kenneth Walker, and I, I, we talked about this a little bit, but without Kenneth Walker, what's the confidence level in terms of MSU being able to put up enough points to match Pitt? Because I think even without Pickett, Pitt's going to put up some points. And I, yeah. I, again, I, I've seen enough of Nick Patty to where I can say he'll at least be decent. He'll give you a floor. Pitt's probably going to score, I would assume, more than 21 points. Like that's the floor I'll give them. So yeah. when Peyton Thorns asked, man, it's on your arm. We don't have this running back you can lean on anymore. It's on mm-hmm. your arm. Can he do it? My confidence lies at a on a scale of one to ten. I'm at a smooth four point eight nine right now. I'm I'm a tick under five because yeah, I, I mean, like listen, they, they do have the the, the weapons that they do have Reed. They most likely maybe have, who's to say Naylor, but Trey Mosley's fine. Uh, Malik Carr, that's a tight end they've been working into the mix here late this season. They're fine, but. Man, it's just the run game and the drop-off behind Kenneth Walker because the, the backup running backs, I don't know how much they could do against Pitt's running defense, of course. And I think that this is also a race to 30 points this game. I think it'll be harder for Michigan State to get the 30 points than it will for Pitt to get to 30 points with Michigan State's pass defense. So, I, listen, I'm not writing this game off by any means. I still think Michigan State, of course, has a fighting chance. And quite frankly, like, I don't have a prediction yet just because, like, I, I, that's how close I think the game's going to be. But... Yeah, I, I think it's going to be just a tick under that just because, well, it goes without saying, Kenneth Walker, the best running back in the nation, in my opinion, not being there, it's going to have a significant impact on Michigan State. So I know it's not a hot take, but, yeah, it's kind of where I sit on it. Hey, I agree here. And, and yeah. again, I think I think Pitt's going to be able to score. It's going to be all about, for me, Pitt's defense and how well they show up. So That's the name of the that's game. Been the story. That's been the yeah. story of the season for Pitt. Can their defense show up? And when they have shown up, Pitt has looked like a really good team. When they have yeah. not – now, Pitt loses right. games. So <laughs> it is what it is. But Nick Faribault locked on Pitt. Match you in. Locked on Spartans. He's will preview. Coming up, our national experts at BetQLU take over the conversation. Now for a national approach to the Peach Bowl. National experts at BetQL, RJ Choppy and Jeffrey Wright of BetQLU break down the game from a national perspective. <laughs> All right, RJ, we are back with more bowl previews. We continue our previewing of the New Year's Six. It's time this time to get into the Peach Bowl. This feels like the biggest of the opt-outs of the New Year's Six just because solely the two guys that I would say are synonymous with each team's team, both Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker, they will not be playing. But this is one of those situations, RJ, Weirdly, I've started to trust Narduzzi a little too much, and that might be uh, that might be one of those situations where you are you're just playing with fire the entire time. But this feels like a situation where everyone just assumes, oh, take Michigan State, take Michigan State, and yet I am here. I am like eh, maybe Pitt might be the right play. Yeah, you know, maybe they might be. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to really make of you know. Obviously, when when you look at a team and they don't have their quarterback, what do you make of that team? Uh, you know, I, I don't really have any idea what Pitt is like without Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I don't know what Michigan State's like without Kenneth Walker either, but I do know that, you know, obviously the quarterback 
is by far the more important position. Pitt seems at the play. Is trusting Pat Narduzzi a great idea? Like, it doesn't seem like he seems like. Normally, you would be correct. Here's the situation, though. Short favorite or short underdog. When the spread is within seven points, Narduzzi, 19-7-2 against the spread. So, like, when it's, you know, like when it's clearly a a lower scoring game that he can kind of navigate his way through. That seems to be, or a closer scoring game. That seems to be where, where he's at his best. You never want to bet on him as a big favorite though. That's where no. you're, you're at. No, you don't. Uh, but I, I guess the question is, you know, Pat Narduzzi just like, he seems like the guy that Boston college would fail when they hire. Oh yeah. Like, like that just seems like the guy that they would hire and it would miserably fail when they hire him. Uh, yeah. I just, I struggle betting on a game. Personally, when one team's missing their quarterback. Yeah. I just I just struggle doing it. It's like, man, like this, this could be Michigan State in an absolute walk. Uh, but then again, you know, they they fall into the same trap that a lot of these teams fall into, where they were a team that was in the college football playoff and then got blown out. Yeah, remember they were they were in that first one. Oh, yeah. uh, or the second one. And and then they, they, were, get, they Yeah, I think it, the second one. You're right. It was the second one. It was yeah. the one in, ironically, it was in, uh, or in Arlington, whatever, at Jerry's yeah. World. And that was kind of, I think that's kind of, though, that's my, my whole deal with Michigan State. I don't think they're this bad football team, but I do think they were a football team that literally maximized whatever they actually oh, yeah. had. Like, what they had as a roster, like, like we're talking about Kenny Pickett being out. The bigger problem for me is Peyton Thorne's still in for Michigan State. Like, yeah, he's not good at football. No, he's not. Now, but like, wait, again, like Michigan State got to that point by beating basically because of one game. They beat Michigan. Yeah. Other than that, you know, they beat Indiana on the road by five. That's not great. They beat Rutgers. Uh, they beat Western Kentucky. They beat Nebraska by three. Miami's nothing to write home about. And then they played Youngstown State and, Nor- and, and Northwestern. Like that's how they got to that record, to that undefeated mark where they were in the college football playoff. And then they gave up 40 to Purdue and 56 to Ohio State. Like they're not a great team. Then neither there's Pitt. You know, Pitt's not a great team either. Um, but you know, one team still has a guy who took, you know, a thousand snaps at quarterback or however many. Uh, and and the other team doesn't this year, uh, in this game, I should say. And that to me is a big problem. That's a big problem to have. Do we put any stock into the fact that Mel Tucker got his extension early? You know what I mean? Mm. Now he's fat, are we fat cat scenario? You know, got that <laughs> extension. Like, okay, all right, let's uh, guys, we're, we're we're here where we want. Also, this is a this is a tough spot for me because typically in these types of bowl games, instinct is fade the Big Ten and fade the ACC. Yeah. Well, the problem is here. I have to pick. Got to pick one. I'll tell you this. If you told me that Keaton Slovis is going to quarterback for Pitt this week. Uh, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're starting to look a little better. Yep. There you go. Now you got something there. But uh, but, that, 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 but this could also be your point. The fact that Keaton Slovis is going to Pitt might tell you the backup. Eh. Not very good. But I always throw this out there. Peyton Thorne was so bad, he could not play to Indiana. Never forget that. It's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, and that, that is, you can't argue that one. You can't argue that one, but, 
And, and that's not a very good team. Like still to this no. day, no, not a very good team at all. Uh, I, I get it. It this, this, I struggle with this one. This is the one that I struggle with the most because when you lose a quarterback, it is, especially a guy like him, right? I mean, we, we are going to find out just how good this dude is. And, you know, it, it's between him and who Corral is probably the best prospects coming out this year. Maybe Malik yeah. Willis. Uh, no, I, people will tell you Malik Willis. I remember what I told you from day one. That guy's nothing but hype. It's the same thing with Hal. I think Hal, although it seems like Hal's coming back, those are the only two. I, I think someone's probably going to take Willis just because everyone takes a quarterback at some point way too high. But the two the two guys that are going to separate themselves, I think, are those two. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, like you said, Hal might. Uh, is Hartman coming out or is he staying another year? He still has the ability to stay for like his 10th year. Yeah. I just don't think he has enough arm. Look, he's got, he's got the look. I, I have a good, good looking quarterback theory, and he's got the looks, man. Like that oh, no, dude no, is. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm all in on the theory because I would also like to add a footnote to the theory. The one difference I always believe you want your quarterback to be good looking because there's no yeah. question you want it to be a confidence. Like it is a insane confidence position. I also will accept guys like Aaron Rodgers that aren't amazingly good looking, but Aaron Rodgers believes he's good looking. Like yes, he's, he the guy, he's the guy that punted Olivia Munn thinking like I deserve better. Like there, yeah. I'll, all I care about, it's not necessarily whether or not you're good looking. It's if you believe that you are good looking. Yeah. There's there's, I think there's two the Manning boys. No, they're not. And they yes. don't care. They just don't care. Like yeah. That, they're the exceptions to the rule. Uh, but the rest of them, I mean, you've got to be, you, you've got to be an amazingly good looking dude. Uh, and Sam Hartthrob, as I call him, he absolutely is. Um, but no, look, Pickett is he's he, he and Corral. I mean, those are the two guys, those are the two guys coming out. And I think we're going to find out a lot about how good or, or how bad this pit roster is based on how they play in this game without him. Yeah. I think the other flip side of it is for me, it's like if Pitt can generate enough of a passing game. We've seen that Michigan State defense and that secondary. Like, they're pretty good against the run. But if you can get anybody marginally open, they can't tackle in the secondary. They don't cover very well. Like, there is the opportunity. This this does scream of a bowl game that yeah. unless you have to bet this, don't bet it. No, they look, uh, Michigan State allowed the most passing yards in FBS this year. Yeah. They allowed over 4,000. That's, uh, that's not good. Uh, they got destroyed, and I mean destroyed by Ohio State. That wasn't even a contest. Uh, now, granted, that was against a Heisman candidate in C.J. Stroud, and they're not going to be facing that against against Pitt this week uh, without without Pickett. But you know, when they when they face it, if you could get somebody who could throw a competent thrower, you can pick them apart because they just don't have the horses back there. No, they do not. If you're curious in terms of money percentage right now, 82% of the money is on the over. The total sitting at 56. Right now, the spread at two and a half in favor of Sparty. This is the one thing that scares me. This is kind of why I'm really looking at Pitt in this. Even though there's a pro advantage, 75% of the tickets and 92% of the money, that's an awful lot of money on Michigan state. And right now, and it's still early Vegas hasn't blinked. Like this number has been two and a half. I feel like for a week and a half. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't moved. 
has not moved. And Vegas, Vegas thinks they're on the right number. Uh, for for them not to for them to have that much pro money uh, on one side and not to move the line, uh, it tells you that they know either something that the rest of us don't know, uh, or they firmly believe that they are on the right number. And I'm just going to look like where the when the last time this thing moved. I mean, this line really hasn't moved uh, in in what it's been more than a week. It really has. If you go to like, uh, you know, let's see, just the just the FanDuel line movement. I mean, it hasn't moved in a week and a half there. Uh, at Mirage MGM, it hasn't moved since, you know, well before Christmas. Yeah, yeah they're I, showing right now on BetQL, they're showing the last time it really moved, moved was December the 8th. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's fluctuated a little bit since then. But that's about it. You know, it moved up, down, but it, it all settled right back down to the same spot that it was at. It's barely moving at all. Uh, this line's not moving, so I think Vegas thinks they've got it in a good spot. Yeah, it really, it hasn't, like, while while it's fluctuated a little, it still has never gone above a field goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they yeah. seem to be like, three is, maybe you can get, maybe there are some threes out there, but they're clearly not wanting to go over three and a half. And to me, that that very much explains the fact that like you said, sometimes they get it wrong. Like last night, I think Vegas thought, you know, for us, the Cowboys Redskins game or Washington football team game, they thought they had the right number at 10. <laughs> yeah, they did. They they thought they had the right number. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like like Pickett knocked, said he was going to be out on uh on, on what? The uh the, the 16th? He was, he was pretty, yeah, he was pretty early in the process. Yeah, and, and it really hasn't fluctuated at all since that time. They've got the right number. They think they do. So if you are curious yet again, that for us at two and a half, you're looking at 92% of the money, according to BetQL and 75% of the tickets that will do it for the Peach Bowl at the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. You're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, that's everything you need to know about the Peach Bowl. Thank you for tuning in to the ultimate college football playoff preview Tomorrow, we are previewing the Cotton Bowl, the playoff matchup between Alabama and Cincinnati, right here on the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.